0: Welcome to the Half-Baked History Podcast, where we get half-baked and tell you a little bit of history. What's up, dude? Hey. How's it going?
1: Hey. Hey. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... A little bit like Mito's voice, but more human. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Hey.
0: Do you think we're talking about a person or an event today?
1: I think we're talking about a person.
0: you goddamn right we are. Okay. I knew it. We're talking about Charles Robert Darwin. Ooh. Yeah.
1: I was not expecting this. Yeah. I am very surprised. Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. You... Talk to you. I am
0: Charles Darwin is born in Shrewsbury, England, on February twelfth eighteen o nine
1: That is uh more recent than I was expecting,
0: yeah, doesn't it feel like his accomplishments feel older? yeah, but not so much
1: not yeah, not so much
0: to put it like even more in perspective, he was born the same year as Abraham Lincoln, oh wow, yeah,
1: okay. Dang.
0: and on the same day
1: really yeah oh wow kindred
0: spirits
1: <laughs> i just realized i went oh wow oh wow Twice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was that surprising it, it
1: was that surprising <laughs> i wasn't expecting it
0: his parents are robert and Susanna darwin robert is a wealthy doctor and he Is a financier, so like the family's good to go. Yeah,
1: they're well off.
0: They've got the means. Okay. Charles is one of six kids.
1: Oh, I didn't know he had. I didn't know he had any siblings. To be honest, I mean,
0: what do you know about this guy? He's got a beard.
1: I know. Yeah, I mean, evolution. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. I know nothing else about this dude.
0: Well, we're gonna learn a lot.
1: I'm uh, ready.
0: We're gonna learn all about him. His family is of the Unitarian faith, which is a branch of Christianity. There's one exception: his dad he's a free thinker. he's like, "No, I don't go to church.
1: He has a mind of his own, yeah, so he the whole his own man,
0: yeah, he's like i I'm gonna go do other things.
1: I'm gonna put this church business aside, yeah, and do my own thing,
0: yeah, I mean, regardless. Darwin is baptized and he goes to church like almost every week with his family, except his dad.
1: Man, how did he get so lucky to get out of it? <laughs>
0: he's he's the patriarch. He yeah, makes decisions. He can, do, he
1: can do what he wants.
0: He could have probably stopped them from going to church. Probably. He was like, no, I'm a free thinker and you can do what you want.
1: Yeah, I will allow that.
0: <laughs> At the age of eight, Charles is in school. He's fascinated with natural history. Who isn't?
1: Uh, yeah, I yeah. mean, at that age, everybody wants to be an uh, a dino digger.
0: Yeah, a dino
1: digger, a paleontologist. There it is. <laughs> I couldn't think of it. No,
0: that's the professional name. Dino digger, <laughs> MD.
1: <sighs>
0: that year, the summertime, it's it's ruined. His mother dies. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like it rained every day. No, or well, like metaphorically, summer, yeah. It just sucked. His mother dies.
0: Yeah, she was only fifty-two.
1: Dang, that's really young. And he is only what, like ten? He's eight. Eight, yeah. Man, poor kid.
0: Yep. Yeah. The year after this, it's 1818, Darwin starts attending the Anglican Shrewsbury School. It's a boarding school.
1: Did you know that it's like common for English people to go to boarding schools? Yeah. I like just learned that. Like I knew that they had them, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know that it was like, yeah, that's normal.
0: It's common practice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know it for a long time. I think I found out semi-recently. What a life. Very different than here. Yeah. Public school.
1: I mean, they have public school,
0: too. Yeah, I know, but but that's, like, the norm here.
1: Right. Just crazy.
0: A few years later, when Darwin, he's, like, 15 or 16 years old, he starts to apprentice as a doctor, like, working underneath his dad, because his dad is a full-blown doctor. Mm -hmm. And, of course, his dad's dreams are, like, Darwin, you're going to be a doctor. (laughs) Yeah. you're going to follow in my footsteps. Join
1: the family business.
0: After he does this work, he enrolls in the University of Edinburgh Medical School. ooh Yeah, it's a fancy to-do.
1: Very hoity-toity. Yeah.
0: Pretty quickly after he gets there, he starts ignoring his studies. <laughs> He's like, nah.
1: You know what? Never mind. School fucking sucks.
0: He's like, doctor, no thank you.
1: Nope, I'm good.
0: Rather than focusing on school, he develops an interest in taxidermy.
1: Okay, that's like not creepy at all. Yeah. <laughs> right? I
0: was like, uh-oh. Right. Red flag number one.
1: Literally, I was literally about to say that. You took the words right out of my mouth. What is this man doing?
0: Yeah, and well, he's 17 at the time. Okay. He's he's skipping class to learn how to stuff animals. Uh-huh. Apparently, he was taught by a freed slave named John Edmonstone, and he taught him how to taxidermy animals. It took like forty hours for them to learn like how to do it.
1: This is wild, dude. <laughs> Never in my life did I think that I would be learning about the hobbies of seventeen year old Charles Darwin. Yeah, taxidermying. Animals. Well,
0: this sets the stage. This is his obsession. It's it's starting.
1: <laughs> oh, he's like getting real creepy.
0: He loves taxidermy so much, he drops out of medical school. Wow. I mean, he doesn't do it just because of loving taxidermy. He hates sure. he hates the school. idea of being a doctor. He's like, right. I'm out on this.
1: But taxidermying. Yeah. That's where it's at.
0: Yeah. His father's dreams are dashed. Mm. After dropping out, Darwin's dad's like, you got to go to some school. If you're not going to be a doctor, you got to do something,
1: man. Yeah. Can't just sit there all day.
0: He sends him to Christ College in Cambridge to pursue a Bachelor of Arts. He's like, get something. I don't care what it is.
1: Just get that art degree. The easiest one to get.
0: (laughs) (laughs) While Charles Darwin is there. His, he runs into his second cousin. His name's William Darwin Fox. Ooh. Yeah. What a name. I know, right? I was like, dang, that's flashy.
1: That is flashy.
0: They get together. They form a, like a friendship while they're at school. And Fox, he collects butterflies.
1: Oh, man. It's like the next step up. Yeah. Darwin. It's like, ooh, artistic yeah, taxidermy. Yeah, exactly.
0: Darwin's like, whoa.
1: <laughs> this changes everything this is
0: amazing
1: I am no longer a creep I am an artiste
0: new obsession unlocked yes like oh man so he's obsessed Fox encourages Darwin he's like you should start collecting beetles like collect collect beetles and Darwin's like oh my god of course I'm gonna do that
1: (laughs) 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 it's like he's validating every obsession that he's had listen
0: man he dropped out of medical school and this is the best idea he's ever heard is to collect
1: beetles (laughs) oh my god
0: Charles Darwin he finishes school he responds well to the the change in scenery he's 21 years old it's the summertime beautiful time (laughs)
1: This time his mother did not die in no, the summer.
0: Not again.
1: <laughs> Beautiful time of year.
0: He goes to Wales and he maps layers of rocks with Adam Sedgwick, who is like one of the forefathers of geology. Ooh. Yeah. So this is a big deal for him. He's pretty excited about his summer so his summer like, trip.
1: I get to draw dirt.
0: With Adam Sedgwick?
1: <laughs> is that what he's doing? Is he like yeah. drawing it? To yeah, like they're, like document m- it? they're
0: like mapping the like geology.
1: This is wild. Yeah. I mean, I guess that like...
0: Somebody's got to do it.
1: And listen, this is like combining his two loves of like the arts and the um, like anthropologist, yeah. paleontologist that he wanted to be. He-
0: he's having a great time.
1: Man, he maybe he's actually living the dream, uh, and we're all wha- just schmucks.
0: We'll find out. <laughs> We've got it all right here.
1: Yep, I was shitting on him before for the taxidermy, but he turned it around.
0: <laughs> there was a fork in the road. Yeah. <laughs> Darwin returns home from his journey at the end of August, and he arrives to a letter. Oh, yeah! How from mysterious. Whom? This letter is from his friend and mentor, John Stevens Henslow.
1: Man, he's got so many friends.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, He's he has friends all across the scientific community.
1: We're on like friend number three.
0: Yeah. There's, we're just getting started. Oh, man. Many friends.
1: What a popular guy.
0: Yeah. And maybe some enemies.
1: Ooh. He's like the homecoming king. <laughs> People are jealous of him, so they hate him.
0: Yeah. They want to be him.
1: They hate us because they (laughs) ain't us. Famously, Charles Darwin. (laughs) (laughs) That was his motto.
0: (laughs) So, in this letter, Henslow suggests that Darwin joined this voyage on the HMS Beagle.
1: Oh, I've heard of the beagle.
0: Yeah. They need a naturalist, someone who can, you know, go out, look at the local wildlife, interact with people. And this is a big compliment because technically somebody should be like an expert in this field. Oh, and he is not. No, he's like he's like just a collector. Yeah. Like he just collects bugs.
1: Yeah. He he doesn't do anything. Yeah.
0: He's drawn some rocks.
1: Yeah. What a resume.
0: Yeah. So he recommends him and he's like, I'm in. Of course.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh, man. Talk about failing upwards.
0: Yeah. Well, the only catch is he has to pay for his part of the journey. Oh, okay. That makes it a little bit more fair. It's not a paid position. All right. So the expedition is slated to last two years and they're aiming to chart the coastline of South America. Charles Darwin only had four weeks until it set out. So he had to like get the money, get everything in order, and he was gonna be gone.
1: Man, for two years? That's yeah. a lot that you need to pull together. hmm Oh, I'd be so stressed. That makes me stressed right now.
0: Yeah, what are you gonna do?
1: I get stressed packing for a week vacation <laughs> two weeks beforehand.
0: Yeah, this is like a full blown adventure.
1: Yeah. What do you pack for that? I don't know. A lot of hats? A lot of khaki? Yeah. A vest? No. Well, yeah, you got to have the pockets.
0: So he's he's all in. But where's he going to get the money?
1: Yeah, where's he? Get How does he do it?
0: So he calls up his dad. He's like, dad.
1: <laughs> Listen, doctor. I got to have an opportunity of a lifetime.
0: His dad is like, this is a dumb idea. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you should do it.
1: This is your worst idea yet. Yeah.
0: worst of course he eventually gives in and he's like listen okay it might be worthwhile i'll pay for it
1: hold on a second he has five other siblings right yes what the fuck are they doing
0: i mean they're they're all you know doing their own thing
1: is he the oldest no okay did you say what position he was in the family i
0: think he's second to baby Second to youngest.
1: So he's like a middle child.
0: Yeah. Or kind of a baby.
1: Yeah. Okay. I I really needed to know that information.
0: Yeah. The voyage would be delayed for a bit, but it finally set off on December 27th, 1831.
1: Okay. Right after Christmas. Right after Christmas time. Very jolly time. Yeah. It's a great time to go on a trip.
0: Yeah. It's winter time.
1: Prices are low. It's
0: going to be cold on the water, though. Mm Mm-hmm. The captain of the HMS Beagle was Robert Fitzroy. He was four years older than Darwin, just to give you some perspective.
1: Okay. Wait, I feel like I've heard that name before. Fitzroy. Fitzroy. I feel like he did expeditions in, like, Canada, too.
0: He may have, because, I mean, he was professionally a captain i know so. i
1: know that name from somewhere. <laughs> this is gonna drive me crazy
0: well we're not gonna talk too too much about him okay. so we'll have to find out another time
1: maybe maybe a future episode maybe expeditionist <laughs> okay sorry
0: so fitzroy he's 25 he's the captain oh
1: wow well, that's really young <laughs> yeah
0: well darwin's like 20 21
1: oh my god they're all babies yeah i thought they were like full blown adults at this
0: point. No, they're little men.
1: Like <laughs> I know that you didn't say that like there was a time jump or anything, but just like for whatever reason my entire life I was like, "Oh, Darwin was in like his 30s when he like made his di- finch discoveries." No. Man.
0: Yeah. What a genius. <laughs>
1: Went from taxidermying to now he's a genius. Yeah,
0: man. He's turned it around.
1: Damn. Where's my Charles Darwin?
0: (laughs) Everyone's waiting on it.
1: (laughs) That's the dream.
0: So Fitzroy is named the Beagle's captain after the previous captain had shot himself. What? Yeah, like he killed himself.
1: Oh, my God. Do we know who that captain was?
0: No, I didn't take his name down. Lost to time. Yeah. Apparently, this was a problem with sea captains. Really? Yeah. I guess they would get, like, lonely and depressed.
1: But also, then it's like, but the sea is my love.
0: (laughs) I guess so. The
1: sea calls to me. Yeah. I can't have a wife. (laughs) It's like that song, Brandy. You're a fine girl. (laughs) What a good wife you'd be. Such a (laughs)
0: All right, so I'm going to tell you about the HMS Beagle itself.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. I really love ship stuff. <laughs> That's a really weird sentence.
0: <laughs> well, we're going to get you all the ship stuff you need.
1: <laughs> My ship stuff fix.
0: The Beagle was known as a Cherokee class of ship, and it usually had the space for about 10 guns. Ooh. Yeah, it's 90 feet long. Okay. It was first launched on May 11th, 1820. So it's a relatively new ship.
1: Yeah, what year are we in right now?
0: Right now, it's 1831. Okay. So it's only been on the sea for 11 years. Yeah. The Cherokee class of ships were known among sailors as coffin brigs.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. Why?
0: They had really poor handling Mm -hmm. and they were top heavy- Which would lead to capsizing. Oh, my God. Right? Like your worst nightmare.
1: Yeah. Literally, like, this is, I hate it.
0: Yeah. So that's what the HMS Beagle is. Oh, my God.
1: Why would they even make ships like that?
0: Well, I don't know. (laughs) They thought they looked cool. Yeah. Luckily, Captain Fitzroy has, like, retrofitted the ship and customized it to make it safer and more buoyant.
1: Man, what a smart. 25-year-old.
0: Yeah. Well, he's a captain.
1: He's a captain for a reason. Yeah,
0: 74 men are on board for the journey to South America. Darwin finds himself at odds immediately in the journey, and he is incredibly seasick. Oh, no. Yeah. he and he's
1: going to be doing this for two years. Yeah.
0: He cannot handle the sea. Oh, my God. He is seasick his entire trip.
1: For two years? Yeah,
0: anytime they're on the water, he's he's seasick.
1: Oh my god. Yeah. How could you live like that for two years? I know.
0: Just throw yourself overboard.
1: Yeah, dude, just be done with it. Yeah. You're not getting paid.
0: He just he was determined.
1: Sunken cost fa- yeah. <laughs> fallacy.
0: Fallacy. <laughs>
1: fallacy. The fallacy.
0: Darwin and Fitzroy get along well and enjoy each other's company for the most part. That's good. Occasionally, they get in disagreements, and Fitzroy was known to have a temper. Uh-oh. So, like, he could get pretty angry, but then he would, like, always apologize to Darwin and be like, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. He knew that he did wrong. He's just a fiery 26-year-old. Yeah.
0: He's like, I'm your elder. Yeah. You respect me. <laughs>
1: We're both babies, but you better respect the shit out of me.
0: When they finally reach Brazil, Charles Darwin is thrilled to like see the tropical forest. He's like, "Oh my god.
1: It's amazing. This is perfect. <laughs> perfect, perfect, perfect."
0: <laughs> he spends the majority of his time on land investigating the wildlife and geology. And the crew of the HMS Beagle, they mainly stay on the ship and they're surveying and charting the coast. Like, that's their primary mission.
1: Which one would you rather do? Would you rather go onto the mainland and, like, discover the rainforest? Or would you rather, like, go on the ship and discover the coast, which, like, I'm guessing, let's just say they're very pretty views.
0: The coast would be safer... But, like, the rainforest would be more fun. Right? But you could die. Yeah. Like, if a spider bites you, or a snake.
1: The going inland is more adventurous. Yeah. But the coast does sound really nice. Yeah. I don't know which one I'd choose.
0: Me neither. Darwin witnesses slavery firsthand when he's in Brazil, and he finds it, like, absolutely repulsive. I should hope so. Well... (laughs) Well, at the time, I mean, it's legal in yeah. parts of the world. This was one of the few disagreements between him and Captain Fitzroy. Uh-oh. Yeah. They butted That's heads on this. That's a big one. Yeah, I know. So they butted heads on this. It said that they had this, like, blow-up argument, and then afterwards, they never talked about it again. Really? They were just, like, off-limits.
1: <laughs> That's like politics today.
0: Yeah. Seeing slavery also would be a factor in Darwin questioning religion later in his life mm, yeah
1: I appreciate that
0: we'll we'll get to that later excellent <laughs> since Darwin had self-funded himself for the journey, thank you dad <laughs> he's allowed to keep anything and everything he finds on the expedition
1: what so like he doesn't have to like share it with the crew kind of a thing? Yeah.
0: Like if he finds a new species, he can bring it back with him.
1: In like a cage? Yeah. That's that's what you get for paying for yourself? Like that's your benefit?
0: Yeah. He gets to keep all these specimens that he finds.
1: That's crazy. Yeah. How is he going to take care of all those animals? It's like Noah's Ark down there.
0: It is. He would bring live animals on board the ship. He took all sorts of specimens. He would even send specimens to Cambridge to like have experts like evaluate them.
1: And Fitzroy was just like, "Yeah, man, that's cool." Yeah, Fitzroy Bring was whatever the fuck he want on this ship.
0: Yeah, he was on board.
1: What? That's wild, right?
0: Yeah, he had free reign. Oh my god, that's his payoff.
1: The madman. <laughs> I mean, that's a good payoff.
0: Yeah. So he sends a lot of specimens out for expert's opinion because like, again, he's new here. Yeah. He's not an expert. He's a collector.
1: hmm So he's like, I want the credit, but like, I'll credit you for the information about it, but like, I get credit for finding it. Right. So I get naming rights and publishing rights. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Deal. Yeah. Of course, he finds lots of like fossils and species, but I'm going to tell you about a specific one. He finds a jaw of an animal that he was able to identify as the megatherium. What the
1: fuck is that?
0: It's also known as the giant ground sloth.
1: Oh, we love a giant ground sloth. Can you imagine how cute they
0: were? They grew up to four tons.
1: Yeah, dude. That's and they, like
0: four elephants. They stood 7 feet in height and they could get 20 feet long.
1: <laughs> when sloths ruled the yeah. world.
0: <laughs> a simpler time. <laughs> yeah. They were they were about the size of an elephant.
1: Oh my god. So wait. How is he able to like determine that like oh this is what that is?
0: Comparing it to a modern day sloth? Like, to their fossil. Oh. To, like, modern-day sloth skulls. God,
1: what a discovery. Yeah. Dang, those rights are looking pretty good right now. Uh-huh. Man, you know what? I, I keep questioning his decisions. I need to just stop questioning. He's because stacking every some wins, man. Yeah, every time, he's like...
0: Believe in something.
1: <laughs> Believe in Darwin.
0: He travels all over South America... He goes through the Andes, finds fossils there. As he's finding these fossils of bigger animals that compare to modern day...
1: Tiny babies. Yeah.
0: He begins to wonder, like, what if they're not just coincidentally the same, but rather, like, they changed over time into a new species?
1: Yeah. Dude, oh my god. There is, like, the only thing that we have close to that now is, like... In the tech verse or space, yeah. you know, like, like
0: discovery wise. Yeah.
1: Like we do not have any huge discoveries anymore that just rock the like scientific community right? of like evolution. Yeah. You know, well, and
0: like evolution didn't, wasn't even a word. Right. Like at the time. Right. I mean, they had it, but it, it meant something different. Yeah, exactly. While he's in the Galapagos Islands, he sees the, what you mentioned earlier, the finches yeah. and the mockingbirds, and he notices they're all very similar to the ones he saw while he was in Chile.
1: But a little bit different.
0: A little different. He starts thinking they must have originated from what he called a center of creation. There was one, like, finch to rule them all.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one finch to rule them all. <laughs> yes. And they are all his offspring.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) During his stay in the Galapagos, he was also informed that tortoises' shells were different depending on which island they originated from.
1: I knew those turtles were going to come handy.
0: (laughs) The HMS Beagle finally returns home to England on October 2nd, 1836.
1: So he's like, how old at this time?
0: Well... This was nearly five years after having departed for their two-year journey. Oh,
1: my God. So he was seasick for five years? Yes. I thought it was just two, which was terrible enough.
0: Yeah, that's what he signed up for.
1: Half a decade? (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. No, couldn't be me.
0: Couldn't be me, man. That's why we won't make that breakthrough discovery. That's it. (laughs) He paid a price.
1: We will never get the payoff.
0: He's 26 at the time when he returns. There were reports that only 12 men returned on the ship.
1: What the fuck happened to the rest of them?
0: If that's to be believed, it's believed that most of them, like, not, like, jumped off physically, but, like, at certain stops, they just stayed. Yeah, because... Only like five men died on the journey. Okay. Like from various causes.
1: I was about to say, dude, like 60 people just no, gone. No, just
0: vanished. <laughs> yeah.
1: This is this a cursed ship? Yeah. It's already not very seaworthy.
0: Right. When Darwin comes home, he gets all of his specimens analyzed. He's trying to have scientists catalog his findings. His dad continues to fund his research because he's like, man, look at all these specimens I have,
1: dad. His dad is like, you know what? That first investment really paid off. Yeah. You found the jaw of a giant ground sloth.
0: I'm proud of you, son.
1: (laughs) It's okay now that you weren't a doctor. Yeah, this is fine. Yeah, I accept you.
0: Early on in 1837, Darwin's informed by an expert that the finches and mockingbirds he found are all separate species and not just different types of one species. Okay. So this sort of starts to snowball his idea of like, well, one species changes into the other Mm -hmm. over time. Darwin now starts to spend a lot of his time dedicated to figuring out the how of evolution. Like how does this work? Yeah. How is this happening? If this is to be real.
1: Right. Dude, imagine just noodling that out, yeah like you know what? I'm gonna get really high one night, <laughs> and I'm just gonna figure out how quantum physics works.
0: I'm gonna crack the code
1: i'm gonna I'm gonna figure it out
0: on top of this like obsession now that he has. he's been working on turning his diary from the voyage that they just had into what will eventually be known as the journal, yeah. And it's gonna be the third installment of like their narrative. He's working on that. He just get got a grant for like a hundred twenty thousand euros or pounds for another like multi series book that he's gonna write. So yeah. he's like super overcommitted.
1: Yeah, and he's like his star has never burned brighter.
0: Yeah. He's he's pressing on though. He's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do all this. Yeah. He gets, he gets all the way to having proofs of his, like, journal, and then he starts having heart palpitations. Oh, my God. Yeah.
1: And he's only in his 20s. Yeah,
0: he's, like, 27 like, at this chill point. Like, the
1: fuck out, dude. Right? Yeah.
0: You need a break.
1: Slow down.
0: You just stopped being seasick.
1: Yeah. I know you're in your prime age-wise, but, like, you're gonna run yourself into the grave. Breathe in
0: the land air. Yeah. So finally, he takes a break at the like urging of doctors. He goes to visit some cousins. Uh, they're known as the Wedgwoods. Ooh, yeah. what
1: fancy names. Yeah,
0: that's his mom's side of the family. Mm. So he stays with them, you know, recovers. Parties. Yeah, enjoys himself. Finally, Darwin's journal is ready for publication.
1: Man, I wish that I could journal that well. Yeah. That I could then like... That thoroughly? Published. Yeah.
0: I think he he wrote like 700 pages of notes. Oh my God. I mean, it is five years, but yeah. still.
1: And like, that's your main purpose. Yeah. But still, yeah, that's a lot. Maybe I should start taking detailed notes. There you go. Of every single trip we do. That'll work. And turn it into a series.
0: Charles Darwin... Is still fixated on this question, how did the species change over time?
1: What does it mean? What does it yeah, mean? Yeah, he's
0: he just he's obsessed.
1: He is Jack Skellington.
0: He is. He wants to understand Christmas.
1: Christmas town.
0: <laughs> he makes great strides in his research thanks to speaking to experts and people that participate in selective breeding, like farmers, because mm. they're trying to get like better cattle or whatever.
1: Man, what a smart Cookie.
0: Yeah. He's like, well, how do you get the best milk? Yeah. And they're like, we use these kinds of cows.
1: He's like, damn. So you guys are participating in this thing I'm calling evolution, and yeah. you don't even know it.
0: From the beginning of his quest for answers around evolution, Darwin included humans with like the rest of animals. Like he was like, yeah, it's totally possible we evolved from, you know, s- some sort of animal.
1: Right. Hold on. Imagine how, or not even imagine, it is incredibly creepy to think that humans just have so much control over, like, animals that we can selectively breed them. Imagine if there was, like, an overlord that could do that with us. Yeah,
0: let's not put any ideas out there. (laughs) (laughs) It's important to note at this time, Darwin is very hesitant to float his theories out there because most people have come to accept God created like intelligently right. designed everything.
1: if you go against the church, it's a big fucking yeah
0: and also like most people are are not he's like people aren't gonna believe that we came from animals
1: yeah over their dead bodies
0: so he's he knows like he's like in uncharted waters mm-hmm.
1: unsafe uncharted waters yes yeah.
0: shocking to no one. He works himself ill again.
1: Of course, because he just has too much on his plate.
0: Yeah. This would be the beginning of Charles being sick for the rest of his life.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. Dude, this guy really just puts himself through the ringer.
0: He does. He would suffer from bouts of illness like off and on. He'd be bedridden. I you hate know. being
1: sick with just a cold.
0: Right, yeah. He's stuck in bed. Oh my
1: God. Couldn't he, be me.
0: Yeah, I know. He suffered from headaches, stomach pains, heart issues. At social events, he suffered from trembling fits and like palpitations when he was stressed out. And I was like, Yeah, you need a Xanax, man. Yeah. <laughs> like
1: <laughs> just pop a Zanny, man. That's not your illness. You have
0: social anxiety, yeah. sir.
1: <laughs> Different kind of illness. You
0: can also work on it through therapy. Yeah. <laughs> In the summer of 1838, Darwin starts making a pros and cons list regarding what? the topic of marriage. <laughs>
1: Like scientific about it. I know. It's like uh Sheldon from Big Bang yeah. Theory or something. Do you want to hear the pros? Yeah, I want okay. to hear the pros and the cons. All right. Lay them on me.
0: Some of the pros included things like having a friend for the rest of your days.
1: Sure. Accurate.
0: And just like a constant partner, like someone you can experience things with. A companion. Yeah. Cons included less time for yourself (laughs) and less money to buy books with. (laughs) That's you.
1: That is me.
0: That's a mega con.
1: (laughs) Is that a red flag? No. Okay, phew.
0: But it's a con. (laughs) But (laughs) it's a con. (laughs) A marriage. Prepare yourselves, people.
1: Yep. Oh, man, that is so funny. I literally, when you said that, I was like, I'm on board.
0: And you're like, man, that's a good point. Yeah, that is a <laughs> This Charles Darwin guy, he knows a thing or two. He's
1: a genius.
0: Natural selection, marriage.
1: Man, ahead of his time.
0: Ultimately, he decides the, the pros outweigh the cons.
1: Wow. I'm honestly, I'm kind of shocked.
0: Yeah. He was like, I need to get married.
1: <laughs> that's it. Eureka.
0: Right after this. He goes to visit the Wedgwood estate again.
1: Don't tell me he marries his cousin.
0: His lovely cousin, oh Emma God. Wedgwood. Oh my God.
1: Yeah. I mean, I know that it was normal back then,
0: but still. Yeah. He begins courting Emma Wedgwood. She's nine months older than him. They're first cousins.
1: Huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Lovely.
0: It's not until November. That Darwin returns to Emma Wedgwood's home and he proposes. She accepts. And it's important to like mention they have differences. She is a devout Unitarian. Uh oh. But she appreciates Darwin's openness because he's like, he's an open book with her. He's like, yeah, so I'm thinking that we might evolve from animals. Like so- he tells her this before he like tells any. Like, anyone publicly. Yeah.
1: So she's basically like, he's kind of crazy and Mm -hmm. open about it with me. And I respect that. Yeah. So even though I'm very strictly Unitarian, I could marry this guy. She's
0: like, I could be with a liar.
1: But this guy is so honest. Yeah. He'll never lie to me.
0: Apparently, she was somewhat suspicious that because of their different views... They might not be reunited in the afterlife. Uh-oh. So, I mean, that could be a deal breaker. That,
1: yeah. I mean, if you believe that you're, like, going to paradise after you die. But you know what? That's that's always been my problem with heaven. <laughs> because, like... No. It's supposed to be a paradise, right? So, if the person you love isn't there, how is that paradise? I don't know. If they're not, you know, of the same belief as you. Ugh. Oh, I will step off my soapbox.
0: There's time for it later. (laughs) In December of 1838, Darwin makes a breakthrough in his natural selection, like evolution theory. And basically, from what he's compared about all of his research from talking to farmers with selective breeding and the finches, he's like, I've got the early formation of this natural selection.
1: Here's my theory. I put it forth to my peers. Get ready. To be reviewed. Get
0: ready to have your socks blown off.
1: (laughs) Here it is.
0: That January in 1839, Charles Darwin and Emma Wedgwood tie the knot. They have an Anglican ceremony.
1: Is that supposed to be like meeting somewhere in the middle? Yeah,
0: it's like good enough for Unitarians. They're like, yeah, that's cool.
1: It's good enough.
0: They immediately, after the ceremony, get, grab a train and head to London to their new home. They, they're they like, bye.
1: Mm, I'd love to live in the posh neighborhood in London.
0: Yeah. It's not until this year that Fitzroy finally finishes publishing the narrative, the journey of the HMS Beagle.
1: Wait, so he was the one that was publishing it?
0: He was publishing the first two like volumes mm-hmm. and darwin published the third but it was fitzroy's like project
1: okay so hold on so it was like fitzroy's book he's doing too and then he was like hey you can tack yours on to yeah, mine too but exactly. you have to like pay for it yourself or whatever
0: you've well you have to pay for the journey but we're gonna sell the book together
1: yeah okay okay i got it i understand yeah i just had to walk through it
0: yeah we, we got there Darwin's volume got such great reviews that they then published it as a standalone. Oh man! Yeah,
1: that's kind of like a smack in the face to Fitzroy. Uh-huh.
0: Charles and Emma Darwin, they have a bunch of kids. Like throughout their their lives, they have ten children total.
1: Oh my god! I was gonna say like what what constitutes as a bunch of kids, but yeah, ten. is a lot. That's a, that's bunch, a bunch of kids.
0: Only seven survive into adulthood. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, that's why you have ten of them. Replacements. <laughs> the <laughs> yeah.
0: One of their daughters only lived for twenty-three days. Oh, that's yeah. Mary Eleanor, mm. and their firstborn daughter Anne Elizabeth died from tuberculosis when she was ten.
1: Damn, that sucks.
0: Yeah. Apparently, which understandably, it completely like destroyed Darwin.
1: He lost Zuzu's flowers.
0: <laughs> In the eighteen forties, Darwin and his family leave London. They move to Kent because he wants like less distraction and outside noise. He wants to settle down.
1: He wants the suburban life.
0: Yeah. He ends up like having a fascination with barnacles and makes me makes this discovery with them.
1: This guy is into the weirdest shit.
0: Yeah, he really is. He just dives on to the like most niche thing and he's like, Yeah, I'm gonna learn everything.
1: He's like, you know what? You know what? They don't really know much about barnacles. Barnacles. (laughs) Why do they get onto the side of the ship? But
0: dude, listen to this. His discovery is so great that in 1853 The Royal Society's Royal Medal is awarded to him for his barnacle discovery.
1: What is his barnacle discovery?
0: Basically, it's, I'm going to do the, listen, this is a history podcast and we're stoned, but we're talking about science, so forgive me.
1: (laughs) Dude, wait. Barnacle Discovery is a great band name. That
0: is a good band name. Isn't that? That's a good one.
1: Barnacle Discovery. Barnacle is really fun to say. Barnacle
0: barnacle <laughs> barnacle okay his evidence he found evidence proving that there was an intermediate an intermediary stage when developing the sex of some organisms like within the barnacle okay.
1: uh-huh. that was it oh that, that's, that, it. that's it that's it that's the discovery yeah
0: that was it so he won an award for that wow Like a super highly distinguished award. Man,
1: imagine being the first person to discover that. Mm. Because now there's like a lot of species that they believe do that.
0: Well, and he's going to find out way more big things. Oh my God.
1: He's just at the beginning of his career.
0: Darwin starts transcribing his theory on natural selection in 1856. Nearly two years later it's turned into a full blown book. Wow. He's he still hasn't published it, he's just still writing it. Oh,
1: so like he hasn't gotten a deal for a book, it's just he's still writing. Yeah,
0: he's he's not finished. (laughs) He's just got a book worth of writing on it. Oh my god. He receives a letter from another scientist talking about what is very similar to his theory of natural selection. And Darwin's like, Oh my god, I swear if you publish this before me, I will die. Oh, no. So Darwin scrambles to publish. Yeah. He ends up getting a presentation scheduled. And so before he publishes any research, he's going to give a presentation on natural selection, his theory. Mm -hmm. Tragedy strikes. Oh, no. His son passes away from scarlet fever. Oh, my God. Yeah.
1: So many child deaths. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. The presentation is still given. His colleagues rally behind like him and give the presentation. And after 13 months, On the Origin of Species is ready for publication and consumed by the masses.
1: It beats that other guy.
0: Yeah. So he he gets this presentation. He gets the book out. It's a smash hit. Over twelve hundred copies are sold like immediately.
1: Wow. That's and, a lot back then. And
0: it's a textbook. Yeah. Like this isn't like a novel. Right. Or yeah. something that people are like it's it's like, education.
1: Yeah. It's like that book like um guns, germs, and steel. Yeah. Imagine if that other guy just would have gotten his theory out a little bit sooner. A little sooner. He could have been the most famous. He could have one. been Darwin. Yeah. I mean, Darwin still, you know, discovered things, but like, this is what he's most known for. Exactly. If if we wouldn't be calling it Darwinism. Exactly. Yeah. Other guyism. Other guyism.
0: <laughs> In his book, Darwin cited the similarities between mammals and humans and included other evidence that he had put together over the years. Mm-hmm. He was very careful to make no mention directly of the origin of humans in his book.
1: He's like, they can't handle it. Yeah, he's
0: like, they're not ready. He's like, I need to nurse them along.
1: <laughs> I need to nurse them along.
0: Darwin did leave hints in his book linking humankind to animals, and some made the connection. One review said Darwin's work was dangerous and oh. should be left to theologians. Oh, no. Yeah.
1: Dude, you know what this reminds me of? Mm. It reminds me of in Back to the Future <laughs> when Marty McFly plays Johnny Be Good and he does the solo. And he's like, guys ain't ready for this yet, but your kids are going to love it. <laughs> That's Darwin about the origin of man. <laughs> You're
0: so right. <laughs> Darwin continued suffering from illnesses, so he stayed out of the public eye for most of his life after publishing this book.
1: How old is he at this point?
0: He's fifty years old when he publishes the book. Fifty okay. fifty one.
1: So he's more uh, saged at yeah. this point. Yeah. Okay.
0: He's wise.
1: Yes. Man, he just made a career out of like discoveries. Yeah,
0: all thanks to those Beatles.
1: Yeah, like he's not like working at a faculty or anything. Yeah. Like He's just making discoveries.
0: Yeah, I think he only like held like one or two jobs for other like people one time or twice in his life.
1: Yeah, he's just always like a self-made man. Well. Except for his dad. Yeah. <laughs> him off, Like every other millionaire. Yeah, exactly. Millionaire. Wow. It is true. Mm
0: hmm. So even though he was out of the public eye, he'd still respond to like feedback and critics of his work like he in writing. Mm-hmm. Even the Church of England didn't know what to think of Darwin's book. Some supported Darwin's ideas, saying he's right. His it's just genius. it's just God's doing it. It's through God's act. Mm, God is a, is doing this.
1: That's a good way to like find a middle ground.
0: Yeah. They're like this makes sense mm-hmm. and obviously God does that. Yeah. God makes sense. And then others were like, uh oh, no.
1: This is the work of the devil.
0: This is wrong. His own mentor Henslow didn't believe him.
1: Oh man. Yeah. What a like slap to the face.
0: I know. Damn. And and Henslow's the one who sent him on the journey. Yeah. Who recommended him for the HMS Beagle.
1: Oh my god. I'd be like so upset. Yeah. If my like mentor slash best friend was like You're an idiot.
0: Yeah. Well, Henslow was like a devout man of faith. And at the time, it flew in the face of like the question of humanity's origin.
1: Yeah. But he didn't even outright say it. I know. He just left hints. Yeah. He just left breadcrumbs.
0: Of course, Darwinism quickly becomes a thing. It starts to bleed into pop culture. It's hotly debated publicly and privately.
1: It's like a moment in history
0: yeah it the book is huge it gets translated into other languages it's it's spread internationally it eventually is like if you are a scientist you've, you've read, read this it. book man in november of 1864 charles darwin receives the greatest scientific honor that you can in britain at the Royal Society's Copley Medal is awarded to him.
1: What the fuck does that mean?
0: I don't know. It's just, it. all you need to know is it's the most important medal it's that you can get in science does in he, Britain.
1: Yeah. Does he become a knight?
0: Is he I s- don't think so. Okay. For almost the next two decades, Darwin would further his research on natural selection and evolution while continuing to publish books and other works on on various theories. Mm-hmm. In 1882, he begins suffering from disease of the heart, and on April 19th, he passes away at his home.
1: I mean, he lived a long life. He did. That was he pretty did. old, right?
0: Yeah, he was... I th- uh,
1: like 70-something? 70-something, yeah. That's, that's good. Yeah.
0: Just before dying, he told his wife, Emma, I am not the least afraid of death. Remember what a good wife you have been to me.
1: <laughs> Don't you forget it.
0: Don't forget it, sweetie.
1: You are the best. The best. The best. Now I'll see you later. <laughs> see you, pal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Charles Darwin had plans to be buried at St Mary's in Down. But his colleagues petitioned he needs to be buried with a higher honor.
1: Oh. So how does he get honored even further?
0: He ends up getting buried at Westminster Abbey. Damn. Yeah. And he's buried, like, really close to Isaac Newton. Whoa. Mm-hmm.
1: Man, what a, what a hall of fame to be buried in. Right? Yeah. But what if you were, like, kind of upset about yeah, like, it? Yeah, like,
0: well, wait, I wanted to be buried there, though, yeah. guys. Too bad. <laughs>
1: right. You must take this honor yeah. that's bestowed upon you. Suck it.
0: <laughs> Thousands of people came to his funeral. At his death, many scientists began to believe in evolution. Some debated, you know, mm-hmm. is natural selection real? Is it not? But a lot of, were like, evolution's it's, the it's the, the it's the stuff.
1: It seems pretty legit.
0: Yeah. So I know you're dying to know about his thoughts on religion.
1: Yeah, dude. Please.
0: While growing up, Charles Darwin accepted every word in the Bible as unquestioned fact. Verbatim, he was like, this is the truth.
1: Okay. He himself evolved.
0: Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Even when he was on the HMS Bagel.
1: Bagel? <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> the HMS faithful. <Bagel. laughs> Breakfast is their specialty. Yes.
0: He would cite the Bible as like an authority on morals. Mm. So even at that age, he was still participating in religion. By the time he returned from his journey, he no longer took the Bible at its word.
1: <laughs> you know what? I've seen too much proof.
0: Yeah. He he questioned why other religions weren't to be as valid as each other. Mm -hmm. He was like, why is it one better than the other? They should all be equal. Yeah. He couldn't understand why uh, a like benevolent or like, you know, omnipotent God would design pain and suffering.
1: Thank you. (laughs) That's like my biggest argument.
0: (laughs) He was like, it just doesn't make sense. And he would say, he said like, from examples of humans like with slavery all the way down to like animals. He was like, why like some sort of wasp? Why does it sting and paralyze its prey? It's still alive and then feed it to its eggs. Like, why would that be something that's created? That's horrifying.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: So eventually Darwin, by the end of his life, he ultimately identified most closely with being agnostic he, he was like, I am not an atheist, mm-hmm. but, you know, it just, stuff just doesn't add up quite right, I think.
1: <laughs> but that doesn't mean that it couldn't yeah. if I had a better hypothesis. Mm-hmm.
0: There were reports in the early 1900s that he recommitted to Christianity on his deathbed, but his children who were there refute this. They were like, this never happened. We
1: know the truth. Yeah,
0: this this ain't it.
1: Don't no. use that, Christians, as an argument.
0: Who was it that they did that to? Was it Voltaire? Who was it that we did? They were on their deathbed, and they were like, come on, say a song. It. I think it
1: was Voltaire. I thought it was Voltaire. Because he was like, no.
0: He's like, no, go away. Yeah, fuck Let off. Let me die.
1: Yeah. Dude, that's going to be me. Yeah, I know. I'm going to be in a nursing home, and they're going to be trying to force a priest on me, and I'll be like, dude, get the fuck come out Go away. Here. <laughs> you ain't it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that is Charles Darwin, the man who gave us what we know now as evolution.
1: What year did he die in? He died in- 1890 something?
0: He died in 1882. 82. Yeah. I
1: don't know why I was thinking 90. Man, what a magnificent life.
0: I know. Yeah, he really, and he suffered a lot, a lot of illness. He really did. You A lot of seasickness.
1: His father may have started him out, but he paid for it dearly <laughs> he did he
0: did suffer, yeah. yeah, you can't say he didn't yeah <laughs> still a little rich boy, yes but yes,
1: well, that was pretty cool, yeah, I learned a lot
0: i know i I didn't know hardly any of that, yeah, so that's it'. That's it. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Half-Baked History Podcast. If you like the show, please leave a review or tell a friend.
1: For show updates and more, follow us on social media. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Half-Baked, H-I-S-T-R-Y. See you next time.